It's the Mind Team Solutions Podcast. Leverage your leadership with better communication and stronger relationships. Today, it's the third part of our conversation with futurist Joyce Joya. Joyce reveals how to think about a post-COVID future. Click the link in the show description for even more content related to this episode, including detailed show notes and more about Joyce. Hello and welcome to Think About It. I'm Sylvia Henderson, your host, and I invite you to tune in, take what you see and hear, and, well, think about it. So today I am talking to someone who's got an interesting title, that of a futurist, and we're going to talk about what that means in a minute or so. But first, my guest is Joyce Joya, and she is a business futurist, a management consultant, professional speaker, and a lot more. So Joyce, welcome to Think About It. It's great to be with you, Sylvia. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I'm thrilled. I've been wanting to do this for a while. And uh, now that we can do this remotely, this has been great to be able to get people in who I've wanted to get before, but you can't come into the studio physically because of where you live. So the term futurist, if anybody looks at at your LinkedIn profile or website, they see that you identify yourself as either celebrity futurist or strategic business futurist, I'll tell you, when I first heard you identify yourself as a futurist, I had these visions of the carnival fortune teller, <laughs> as, as politically incorrect as that might be. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people say, are you a medium? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, I probably have ESP, but no. <laughs> So obviously over the years, as I've known you and I've read your Herman Trends Alerts, which we'll talk about later, I know that there's a lot of real science, a lot of real research goes into what you do. But explain to people what in the world is a futurist and what you do. A futurist is, well, my definition of a futurist is someone who helps people make better decisions by knowing what's coming. And we do that typically by looking at what happened in the past, what happened, what's happening now, and then project out what's going to be happening in the future. And you'll never hear a serious futurist use the term prediction. Because typically, well, uh, what I say is it doesn't give us enough wiggle room. And what we typically do is give clients a range of forecasts. It could be here or it could be here. Okay, so it's not like we read in the Wall Street Journal constantly the financial predictions and 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 then they apologize when something comes up. So how did you start to do this and come into being a futurist? Back in a long time ago when I was 28 I was the publisher of a magazine called The Complete Buyer's Guide to Stereo Hi-Fi Equipment. I remember that equipment. (laughs) That was a mouthful, but it was a very well-respected magazine. And I discovered that if I could tell my clients who were the CEOs of the U.S. arms of Japanese companies, or even the Japanese CEOs who spoke English, if I could tell them what was coming, then they appreciated it. And they appreciated it by buying more advertising from me. And I was able to double my advertising revenues five years in a row by being this resource 
to my clients. And I realized that a lot of people would like to know what's coming. And I wanted to help people figure out what was coming for them. And so I started studying. And eventually, a couple of years ago, I ended up at the University of Houston in Clear Lake at their Future Studies program. And I took a course, a certificate course in Future Studies, and I learned all the chapter and verse of what I had been doing for probably 20 years already. <laughs> so Future Studies is a thing. Oh, yes. Future okay. studies. Yes. You used to be able to get a PhD in Future Studies. Wow. You can still get a master's online in Future Studies, and I believe from the University of Houston. But the terminal degree, you have to go, there's only a handful of places in the world where you can get, you can actually get a PhD in Future Studies. So I'm going to ask, uh, as viewers are, are thinking, so what's the future hold? But first, I want to find, so if I am a business owner or a business executive mm -hmm. or an organization, whether it's a nonprofit or association, whatever, I know you speak to all, all, all sorts of groups, and I say, hmm, I want Joyce to help me with this. What do you do? What do you do when you actually perform your service? When I work with organizations? Yeah. Well, I do uh, mind mapping. I do looking at implications of what could happen. One time I was doing some work with the city of Charlotte with their managers. And I asked them to do a mind map of wild cards. Now, let me tell you what a, a mind map is and let me tell you what a wild card is. First of all, the COVID crisis is a wild card. It's a, it's a man-made or natural event that seems to come out of nowhere, hits you, you're knocked off kilter, and pretty much nothing is ever the same. Okay. And this was before 2008. And I asked uh, half the teams to look at what would happen if a positive event came to Charlotte, and the other half to look at what would happen if a negative event came to Charlotte. And two of my teams, and this was 2006, were looking at what would happen if there were a banking crisis. And Charlotte was a hub for the country for banking, national, some sort of bank, big bank was headquartered there. And Lo and behold, two years later, what happened? We had the Great Recession. The, there was a real banking crisis in Charlotte. And those folks knew what to do because they had been in that session. Okay, so what is a mind map? A mind map means that we put something in the middle of the page. And in this case, it was, there's a banking crisis in Charlotte. And then we look at, the implications of that happening. So uh, there would be lower revenues coming into the city of Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, the city of Charlotte would probably have to have a reduction in force. The tax base would suffer. I mean, and then you look at the implication of that. 
and you fill the page with implications of the implications. Yeah. Fascinating. It's a fascinating process. And that's one of the things that a futurist would do with an audience. And that definitely emphasized the business value because then, you know, you're ready to react or to put in place a plan, you know, that, that was pre-thought of rather than, oh my God, here we are and, and moving forward. The other thing that futurists do is something called scenario planning. Typically, we look at three or four different possible scenarios. And one is, <laughs> I heard from a friend of mine who's a futurist, like the zombie apocalypse. And another one is spiritual awakening. Okay. Like everything comes out better because of it. And a third one might be uh, something closer to what would be projected if you looked at the past, the present, and projected out the future in that middle. And then another one is kind of halfway between two of the, the positive and the zombie apocalypse. So as you're saying that, because I know our interview is more conversational time. So as you're saying that, I'm thinking, is the business world today with we baby boomers trickling out and millennials becoming the C oh, they are the CEOs and the managers of today moving forward and a new generation coming in with that millennial and, and younger generation being used to the video games, being used to the zombie TV shows on Netflix, being used to even the more, the more you already said it, the, the more existential practices of yoga and, and other things that's more prevalent now for that generation than it was for us as boomers. Do you find businesses more open to that kind of planning and visioning for future events than they were in the past? I will tell you that there are as vice chair of the association of professional futurists, I can tell you there are more companies that have resident futurists now than ever did in the past. And therefore, obviously, we have more members than we ever did in the past. Unfortunately, typically, because they're not considered for most organizations as required, they're not considered um, critical talent, critical members of the team, which it doesn't make any sense to me, of course. Therefore, when there is a recession, oftentimes they are the first to go. Now, does that make any sense? Surely not. But that's what will probably happen. Okay. And that's the same. I think, so as a speaker and a trainer and more trainer myself, you know, I look at training is so key to employee development, but when something happens, a business event happens, training is one of the first things drop when it should be actually one of the things looked at even more. So same thing. Right, right. Yeah. Well, before we get off the subject of that, I really would like to give you my advice for business leaders for now. Okay. We are in this COVID crisis. We're sheltering in place. Many of us, uh, many of us are in touch with our teams remotely, and that's good. But there are three things that I think organizations need to be doing now. One is that the executives 
whoever they are, business leaders. I don't care whether they're supervisors or managers or directors or vice presidents need to be having regular meetings with their teams. And I would advise that they use a concept called eye power when they do. And that is that people need to bring ideas to those meetings, ideas for making things better. And it doesn't matter how small or large they are, but they need to be generating those creative ideas. And I'm going to have you leave people. I'm going to have you leave people in suspense. Two and three, as soon as we get back, because we need to take a break. Because this is like, ooh, I want to hear this. So, So with that, we'll be right back. That was the third part of our conversation with Joyce Joya. You can learn more about Joyce by clicking the link in the episode description with the top lessons from today's episode. And you can continue the conversation with us by visiting our website, mindteamsolutions.com. We'll see you next time.